on Sunday, temperatures will soar beyond 30 degrees Celsius in some parts of the region. Inland in Burnaby and Surrey, temperatures are forecast to feel like 30 degrees Celsius. And in Coquitlam, residents will be contending with weather that feels like 32 degrees Celsius. It's not autumn anymore, folks. In 2022, we call it autumn. Good news for most of us, but already the provincial government is warning us about potential flooding when the rains do arrive uh, as well. Uh, earlier this week, we talked about the Sunshine Coast and the potential uh, that that uh, region may run out of water by early November if they don't get rain soon. Now, this morning, um, we were also talking about what impact is this having on farmers? Uh, what does this drought mean for all those farmers that had to contend with lots and lots of rain uh, in the Fraser Valley late last year? Well, joining me now is Amir Mon from Mon Farms in Abbotsford. Amir, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, you know, this time last year, uh, we were still in the early stages, but uh, in a few weeks, we'd be talking about the tremendous amount of rainfall for the Fraser Valley. Uh, it's a different conversation uh, at this particular point. Uh, give me a sense of, of what the uh, dry weather has meant for, for uh, farmers out in the valley. You know, it's, it's a mixed bag. Uh, farmers who have different crops are experiencing different things. Um, I, I just spoke to, you know, some of the, some of the stories I heard. So, so I have some friends who are in the sod business. Mm-hmm. Different type of farming, people who are growing grass. Um, there's one of the farms over in the, in the valley there in the Sumas area that have hundreds of acres, and they are just going bonkers of wetting their grass. And they've been doing it since July. They can't get enough staff. They don't have enough equipment. And they're just running on full tilt 24-7 watering their grass. So it's extremely difficult for them. Whereas, you know, pumpkin farmers or, or people who are growing uh, squash gourds or hardy uh, winter vegetables like ourselves and other farmers that I know of have had one of the nicest years for pumpkin hardening. And what that means is because this dry weather, the pumpkins rind the outside, the crust, the layers, they're so thick and they're so hardy. And they're, the, the color is beautifully orange, deep red orange, and the stems are so nice and green. The quality has been exceptional this year for pumpkins. It's been amazing. So it's a mixed bag across the across the field. But you know, many people are um, rolling with the punches and trying to do the best they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, in regards to let's say blueberries, which uh, the harvest is over, of course, uh, do you have to sort of prep your land any differently because of this drought, or does this help? You know, so many farmers they're taking advantage of this dry weather to put in any irrigation systems that they can. Um, just getting the fields ready for planting in the spring um, that they, they will have to do later in the spring. But because, you know, we don't know what our weather is going to be like in spring, it might be extremely wet like last year. So they're taking advantage of this dry weather to do all that work now, where in previous years you would never be able to do that because it's so wet. Hmm. So people who do have blueberries they are, or are planting, planning to plant more blueberries have prepped their fields, have put in that infrastructure, and are taking advantage of this time. Um, people who already have their fields are, you know, taking this time to go out and prune. So they're, they're, they're using the weather to the advantages as much as they can. But at the same time, it's, you know, it's, it's unpredictable what, what this is going to do for subsequent years. So in regards to uh, the Mon Farms, I know you were talking about gourds and squash, but you also have strawberries and raspberries and blueberries and pumpkins and, and grapes as well. So you have a variety of crops. I guess you've got to juggle all of those with this type of weather. Yeah, that's what we do. You know, it's we're a fun farm that grows over 90 acres of different fruits and vegetables. Um, and because we do so many different things, it can be challenging to 
make sure that every plant and every crop is getting what it needs at the right time. Um, and I think, I think that's what it is. Farmers nowadays, they, they can't just grow one crop um, unless you do hundreds of acres of them or a large scale. Um, and if you are doing multiple crops, you have to be adaptable. You have to have the willingness to take risk towards investing towards your future and, um, you know, kind of putting things into your farm, which will help you mitigate the unpredictability of weather. You know, for us, what we've done is we've invested a lot of time and money um, into one of the first of its kind strawberry greenhouses in, in Canada, where the strawberries, uh, we're actually able to get four acres worth of strawberries in, um, in one acre of land. So it's, we're, we're doing these things to help us in our farm to be a little bit more sustainable and not be so reactive, but be, but be proactive. Uh, speak to me a little bit about climate change and making f- uh, farms climate resilient. Uh, is that part of the broader conversation in the farming community now? Not just because of the drought, but just the broader challenges that climate change uh, uh, is now forcing upon uh, the farming community. You know, what you just said right there, climate resilient and farm, you know, making them climate resilient, I think that's an excellent term. I haven't had anybody actually articulate it and say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, as in the farming community, we have been discussing, um, just to give you a little bit more insight on this, um, you know, when about 15, 20 years ago, farmers were able to go and plant strawberries, raspberries uh, in particular, and, and know when they were going to harvest it within a week's period of time or, you know, even a few days. They, they were able to predict it. Now, due to the weather and the anomalies that we have, um, people don't even know, um, that we're, we're not even able to predict that harvest date within three weeks. It's, it's completely absurd. It's very difficult to be a farmer um, with the current climate you know, environment that we have. Um, but farmers who are taking the risk, like I was saying before, and are innovating towards being climate resilient, are surviving and they're you know they're not just surviving they're um they're exceeding they're exceeding the other farms they're they're doing above average in regards to yield per acre uh you know cost per or what they're able to charge um per pound because they just have better quality fruit they have fruit more consistently throughout the year and um, they're able to offer it to more customers um on a consistent basis so it's 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 the farms that do take the risk towards being climate resilient, like what you just said, are the farms that are going to succeed in my mind. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's a very interesting year. Uh, we're heading into a weekend with high temperatures, uh, summer-like temperatures. Uh, a lot of yep. folks are already co- not calling it autumn, but hot them. And uh, I think it, uh, it's appropriate. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, uh, we, we are loving the weather, of course, but we all do want uh, a bit of rain for the region as well and, and, uh, and some predictability, not just for all our lives, but especially for farmers as well. Uh, Amir, thank you so much yep. for your time, my friend. Wonderful chatting with you. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. Yeah, and just the last thing, I just want to shut the, the finishing moments here. Mm-hmm. I just want to mention that for anybody in the community right now that wants to go out and experience uh, the fall, I recommend doing it sooner than later. Um, as a farm that offers experiences to the public, we've seen a large incre- increase in, in uh, people visiting our farm now. And I think this is only going to increase to the very end of October because the market sentiment has changed to where, it's, where people didn't go out to the farms and go to the pumpkin patches or eat a pumpkin ice cream earlier on in September like they did, and they're leaving until last minute. So 
my recommendation is if you're going to go buy a pumpkin on a farm or visit a a, uh, a petting zoo like we have, go do it now before it's too late, before you get before farm sell out, because that's what I'm hearing from the public. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Amir. All the best. Thank you.